0: hey guys welcome to this week's episode of marketing home marketing you i'm barbara savona your host and the ceo of sprout marketing today i'm excited because we're going to do a rapid fire q a so i've compiled a bunch of questions that have been submitted some were submitted when you uh, join our free membership trysproutfree.com there's a small form that you can fill out and include challenges and so these are challenges that have been submitted in the last month I also put up a question box on instagram and i got some really good questions so i picked out a few let's see how many we can get to in the next 15 to 20 minutes i've looked them over briefly but i kind of wanted it to be a little bit more off the cuff like just two friends hanging out i want to pretend like we're sitting having a cup of coffee i'm drinking my sparkling water right now and um let's say that you came to me and just were sharing your frustrations and your challenges I want it to just be like that today. Like, what would I tell you when it wasn't prepared or polished? And, um, yeah, so I'm hoping some good stuff comes out of it, but let's, let's see what happens. Okay. So the first question is customer service has declined. This is from Sandy, by the way, she says for a couple of reasons. And specifically since the pandemic, she said one, we're short staff, which is increasing the workload for the current staff. And two new hires don't have the same drive. Sandy, I feel for you because I am seeing that everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And all my friends that I talk to, whatever industry they're in, they're seeing it, I'm experiencing it as a customer. So I want you to, first of all, you're not alone. And I love the fact that you care enough because you know customer service is so important. So first of all, we know customer service is the differentiator. It's why someone's gonna pick us versus someone else. So I think one of the things to remember is, You know it starts back in hiring we have to be really careful about who we hire who we allow to be on our team and i know it's not always realistic to um, wait it out but sometimes i think it is better to wait it out than to hire the wrong candidate and i would say as a property manager even though um, i would look at your capacity and say okay what can we kind of stretch out what are some things that we can maybe loosen our deadline or expectations on during the small period of time that way we know that we're gonna you know it's going to be a little bit of a challenge on the team that we currently have but we're going to hold out to try to find the best team member now that's not always realistic sometimes you already handed a group of people and they may not necessarily be the best fit so when it comes to new hires not having the same drive. I think there's a rallying of the team that has to happen, and we have to talk about what is our what is our vision for the community. So as a property manager, I think regularly meet, having meetings as a team, but then individually one-on-one, finding out what motivates and what drives people. It's different for everyone, and then learning how to really appeal to that. So you might have someone that really needs a lot of praise and validation. And so spotting and and seeing when they're doing something that you can high five, that you can share and highlight, that's gonna be really important. There's gonna be others that being able to leave when they need to leave is the most important thing because they've got kids to pick up or different things like that. And so how can you honor them, right? How can you facilitate, hey, I know this is important to you. And I think as a team really setting the stage Stage that when we all pull our weight, we can have those things that are most important most of the time. So really rallying your team together. And then I think setting the example and when you see somebody really do an awesome customer service experience, I think make a big deal about it on the next meeting, but even stop and highlight it there. Like on the spot, hey, go take a 10 minute, 15 minute break. I want to treat you to some Sonic or, you know, a Sonic refresher or, you know, a Starbucks drink just because what you did was just so exceptional so let your team see you kind of spot reward what you want to see more of okay kimberly shared something similar teamwork and value in their work and others just feels like it's not always there so again i think that's a lot about getting to know each other we on our team we've had a lot of fun doing like personality tests like the enneagram or the myers briggs and then sitting as a group and talking about it hey here's how i like to learn here's how i like to communicate here's what's important to me here are my frustrations there is a book called radical candor that allows you to learn how to speak freely both when giving positive feedback and also constructive criticism. And it's not always easy. A lot of times we beat around the bush. We're not very clear about what we want to see. So as a property manager, I would look and say, am I um, being clear in my expectations? Am I giving regular feedback? Am I rewarding and validating when the effort is there? Okay. And I also think not tolerating certain things. So I think um, when you set that example, it's almost like who you allow, who you hire and allow what behavior to continue. Once a team member sees that you might be lax on someone because you're desperate for having somebody fill that seat, it's easy for them to want to stop showing up. Or if you keep giving your best employees so much work just because they're the best, they they do the work, eventually they'll burn out. So really kind of pausing to say, how are we working together as a team, and what can we you know how can we help each other out and I think those team meetings we have to do them regularly, especially on site things are changing so fast, so having a Monday morning meeting, having a quick little meet up in the morning, and having a weekly wrap up what went well, what didn't how can we tackle it different the next week? okay, Elizabeth, having a hard time coming up with events that residents would enjoy, Elizabeth, I encourage you to watch um, the episode. Every month we put out an episode that shares the latest resident event ideas from our magazine. Make sure you're subscribed to trysproutfree.com. You'll get a copy of that digital magazine that you can flip through. There's a lot of great ideas in there. I'd also say look on Pinterest, you know, um, look up events for the month and look at party ideas and then see how you can tweak them. But we have taken the hard work out of it and provided for you um, the issue every single month. Lanisha wants student living ideas um, for student housing, specific resident ideas for student living. Sorry, Lanisha. (laughs) So for that, I would say, you know, students are usually pretty vocal about what they like and don't. Pull them on Instagram and see, would you rather do this or would you rather do that? You guys, I'm sorry, the table is shaking. My dog, Jax, is at the base of it and he's leaned up on it and so he's moving it. But anyway, so Lanisha, post a poll on Instagram. Ask on TikTok, get engagement, ask residents to submit. You could even have like old school, a jar where they drop in, randomly pick, and every month make a big deal out of like different ideas that people submit. You guys pick one, maybe you can bring that one to life or look at them ahead of time and decide. Um, We showcase the doing a chalk where people, you know, it's like a dream chalk, sidewalk chalk event where You do these big clouds and then on the sidewalk and then people with chalk kind of list out or draw their dreams. Or you do a contest with chalk and people um, can do kind of art renditions of different things. You can put parameters around what you would rather not see and what's appropriate and not. But I see students really liking things like that. Your classic summer blowouts are always fun, Um, just, you know, fun things like that. Okay, Veronica, not knowing what to post and how often, Veronica, I'm assuming we're talking social, what to post, that can be very challenging. I'm a big fan of themes and bucketed lists. So basically kind of a nice healthy mix of outreach marketing type of posts, posts that are gonna get leads to be interested, versus retention posts, posts that continue to sell your community to your current um, residents. We have a great uh, social media checklist that gives you those ideas at trysproutfree.com, but some of them are regularly posting testimonials, things around the neighborhood. So like while you're out and you're picking up lunch or you're getting your nails done and it's close by to the community, creating posts around that. Um, We also love to do uh, posts where you showcase an amenity, but you show somebody using it. You highlight pictures from past events. You don't have to always have content that was created that day. I'm a huge fan of batching content. That way you can create a good amount of content and kind of keep it on your phone camera roll when you're ready to post. Um, How often, that really depends on what can you manage. And how engaged can you get your community to be? I think, you know, sometimes we set very unrealistic standards. I had somebody ask me, should I be posting three times a day? And I thought, man, if you have that much time, go for it. I don't know that quantity always equals quality. So really kind of say, what can I sustain? And the other thing is, you know, If you're on Instagram or TikTok, obviously videos, reels, these type of like, you know, little TikToks, quick content is very popular. So even getting snippets of different things happening around your community and doing kind of a pile up of those different, um, like a mashup of those different things, different pictures. Okay, we're going to show everything that shows our fitness friendly lifestyle, everything around the neighborhood and using the hashtags that are good for your local community. That's always super helpful. So um, yeah, I definitely invite you to check out uh, Try Sprout Free Get That Worksheet. At least it'll help you create a posting calendar. And then for our members, we also have caption templates, pre-done videos and reels that you can just simply customize yourself. So that's another option. Okay, Alyssa, currently in charge of social media, struggling to find things to talk about, I'm a new leasing agent and want to learn all the things. Alyssa, amazing that you are new and you're taking on this challenge, similar to what I shared with Veronica, um, struggling for things to talk about. Again, create those buckets and look for content that you can regularly share. Welcome new residents, what's going on in the neighborhood, testimonials, different features of an apartment, and don't just post features if you're showcasing a kitchen really bring it to life how does that kitchen translate into allowing you to feel like a master chef in your own kitchen you know how does a patio help you to unwind and get that like dose of you know calm that you need at the end of a stressful day how does your location relate to the fact that you're not going to be stuck in an hour commute in traffic what does that do for your mental health i always want you to be thinking about those specific amenities community features neighborhood don't just think about the specific thing what does the thing give the person what is the feeling that they're going to get by having it so you've got to become a master artist at painting the lifestyle okay we are making good progress i have a few okay how to develop your team best practices we kind of hit on that at the beginning one of the things that i would say is leading by example but then also developing your team by regularly pull someone in like say you've got a leasing agent and you want them to take more of a lead in dealing with resident complaints after you have maybe one of those tough resident conversations it went well or not well you could invite that specific employee into your office let's say her name is sheila and say hey sheila i just had this conversation with mrs so-and-so she was upset about this Here's how I handled it. What do you think I could have done better? How would you have handled it? That's real life hands-on. One, you're encouraging them to let you know that you can learn too. And I think that's important that your employees know that you're looking to learn from them as well. It also allows you to hear their thought process. I think that's really important. And then it allows you to kind of say, yeah, that's a good idea. The only problem is we could get into a fair housing issue if we handle it like that. Maybe we can come up with a way we could have said it. So you're kind of noticing little weaknesses and opportunities at the same time. So you're noticing, man. Sheila has a really nice way with words. She could really diffuse some situations. She's not completely trained though in fair housing. That could get her in trouble. I need to get her some fair housing training, but I also need to have her have more of those resident conversations. So I think that's a really good way. I also think inviting your team to keep a a log, maybe a Google doc, that's like kind of a running sheet for the week, of frustrations and challenges, things that they didn't know how to handle, they didn't love how they handled it, or they just wanna learn from it. Pull that and make that part of your training. Okay, guys, we got three different scenarios that happen. How could we make our process a little bit simpler? How could we make things a little bit easier for our residents? Is our language not clear? Why are we having this issue over and over again? So I think in the moment, I also think it's just as important when you see something done really well, to make a big deal about it. So, if you have a way to celebrate your team or on the next meeting, hey, the other day Sheila dealt with Mrs. So and so. It was a potentially challenging situation. She could have lost her cool and she dealt with it so well. Sheila, tell them a little bit about that. Let them relive what they did and kind of in their own words talk about what made something successful or not. And then I also think send your team out to shop others. They'll see what they like, what they don't, have challenges. Okay, guys, we're going into the weekend. This weekend, everywhere you go, like you go to the bank, you go to the grocery store, pay attention to things that made you feel really good, good customer service experience, negative customer service experience, that type of thing. Last thing is I like themes. You guys know that. So even themes in training. This week, we're going to be focused on our closing. Let's see how many good closes we can come up with everybody share on monday or wednesday or whatever day and we'll talk about them and we'll make kind of a cheat sheet that we can all pull from so again collaborative not making it like hey let's sit down for this training i think hands-on getting them excited and letting them know that you are a learner too you go shop properties too that's super important okay next question as a pm i would like to be more engaging with tenants So I'd be curious as to where you feel that you're lacking. Is it time, energy, maybe both? I think start small, you know, just to say, hey, today I'm gonna have a really meaningful engagement with one resident. So even if it kind of takes me out of what I'm doing, I'm gonna stop and really engage. You know, when you think about engaging with 50 residents in a day, meaningfully, it can be overwhelming. But when you think that you could engage with one resident and have a meaningful interaction over a month period, If you work five days a week, that's 20 residents that you've had one small meaningful interaction. I would also look for ways to take a personal interest. Hey, you know, I love your blouse, where did you get that? Or how are you doing? What's been going on? What did you guys do this weekend? You know, you find little connection points. Even for myself, when I post something personal on social media, it's amazing the connections. I have people that make sourdough that now we talk about making our bread together. I have people that love to garden. And so now we talk about that. I have other people that have parents that, you know, my parents are from Germany and Mexico. And so they talk about having parents from other countries and their interaction. So I think the more that you get to know little like nuances about your residents, what they're excited about. I got a new job that I'm looking forward to, or my kid's about to graduate, or I'm looking for a job when you see them next and you say hey how's the job hunt going or hey how did the graduation go those are things that people remember but it can be again overwhelming the other thing is if you have a team you guys can make it again a theme this week let's all make one resident smile at the end of the day let's post it on our dry erase board mrs. so-and-so made her smile when I complimented you know X or so and so super happy just had a baby and then as a team you're bringing a lot of information to the table and it's like so cool to get to know your community and everyone is focused on bringing a smile to your resident's face okay um next one was what are some of your favorite book recommendations okay i did look this one up because i didn't want to come ill prepared so if you want to build good habits and if you want your team to build good habits doing a book club as a team can be really fun and just doing like a chapter a week or a chapter every two weeks and then talking about it as a team okay let me get the camera angle i love high performance habits by brendan Burchard. he says a lot of things that just need to be said to a team about hard work about you know what is expected and i think that when you can read a book together and talk about it together you can build on that. Hey, where are areas that you wanna work on? Where are you really excelling? So I love that book. When it comes to habits, this is by far one of my favorites. Oh guys, my angle. The Tiny Small Changes Habits That Change Everything. So it's called Tiny Habits is what it is. And it's by BJ Fogg. In my wellness class, he's actually teaching some courses on how to change behaviors with really small changes. To me, if you can put on a lens of how can I help make changes myself, but how can I also create change in our team, in my marketing, this book will help you see how to do that. The other book that I love on habits that's like a staple, I read it at least once a year, is James Clear, Atomic Habits. Okay, if you want to get better at selling, closing, leasing, Daniel Pink, to sell is human. One of the best books that I've ever read on sales that doesn't feel like a sales book. Basically, it talks about how we're always selling and how when we embrace um, selling as not being this ick factor, but being basically an influence. Like we're influencing people on things that we believe in. Really good. An all-around favorite that's a beast of a book to read. Oh my God, my camera angle. Is this one. Tools of Titan by Tim Ferriss, and it's like little nuggets of wisdom from tons of people that he influenced. So let me see if I can find one that I've highlighted, so you guys know I'm like a highlighter of books. Okay, so this one's like folded over. What does he say? Okay, what if I could only subtract to solve problems? This is one little nugget. What should we simplify? As a test, we eliminated roughly 70% of the -the above-the-fold clickable elements on the homepage, focusing on the single most valuable click. Conversions immediately improved by 21.1%. That quick and dirty test informed later decisions for much more expensive development. What if I could only subtract to my life in many areas? And I sometimes rephrase it as, what should I put on my not-to-do list? Literally, they're broken up in chunks. You can pick this up and you can read it like in any kind of order and it won't matter. Highlight and circle it and I've gotten so many good tips. It's like getting a mentorship from people that have excelled in all areas of their life, but you're getting to pull out like their best tips. So to me, that's a great shortcut. The last one is a classic and it's Dale Carnegie's. I still can't get it. Somebody needs to teach me how to do this. Okay, Dale Carnegie's and this one is, uh, Lifetime Plan for Success, How to Win Friends and Influence People and How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. It's me, Dale Carnegie. It's like, kind of like an old-fashioned book. And it just, I don't know, it's so good. And it's like, it, it, the title's a little cheesy to me, but it is not a cheesy book at all. So those are a few. I also love The One Thing by Gary Keller. There's another book that I just recently read that is kind of more, um, impactful book about just how we use our time and that one is something about four thousand weeks i can't remember the exact title let me see if i can find it real quick i have loved that book i recommended it recently to um to mike brewer and he came back and really liked it too okay it i'm gonna post it in the show notes because i'm having a hard time finding it right now but those are a few of my favorite and if i think of any other ones i will post it in my show notes as well okay Um, we I'm going to take one more. Any tips or suggestions on creating killer systems? Yes, absolutely. So (laughs) when it comes to our business, Lauren is actually the queen bee of creating killer systems. And I've learned a few things from her. I am more the queen bee of seeing things that are not working and saying, hey, we need to find a solution. That's kind of my skill set. And she's great at finding the solution and implementing it. But a few small things that I would say, and I would kind of give you guys one of my favorite quotes is you've got to slow down to speed up. Meaning if you're going a thousand miles an hour all the time and you never stop to evaluate your systems, what's working, what's not, you're gonna be in a 20 year career that feels like you're never able to like stop to get air. So to me, slowing down is a huge one. A few of the things that I would set up is setting up your google with your google drive with just amazing um folders that you've got easy access to you may not you may want to do it on your desktop i love drive because everyone can access it so an example is like my marketing folder would include things like logos of our community and all different resolutions if we have a brand book i would include that there if we have done any kind of uh marketing collateral in the past i would include those files your brochures your business cards your you know sales sheets Um, i would have a list of your website you know all your providers easy to access not only is this good for making you um, be able to find things when you need it but if you're not there somebody can easily access it so really evaluating how you set up your folders that's a really really big place to start I'd also save templates for emails that you write frequently. I would have a templates folder for follow-up for all the different things, all your training materials in one place. You know, I heard it said once, if you cannot find something in five minutes, you don't own it. Basically, if you can't find it within a short amount of time, it's, it's as valueless to you as if you just didn't even own it to begin with. So if you're having to find a lot of or take a lot of time to find something, then you need a system to back it up. The other thing I would say is keeping a frustrations list. This has been one of my favorite things to do. People think it's kind of morbid, but I don't care because it works for me. Every week I keep a list of frustrations and I do it for personal and for professional. So personal, it could be like, I forgot X for the grocery store and I had to go back. So frustrating, right? To go back for one thing. So what that does for me is, for example, I've created a master grocery list that I take with me and it has things that I order all the time. So I review that before I leave the store and I'm like, did I miss anything? And I'm always adding to it, but at least I kind of know the basics. Same thing when I can't come up for dinner, I've got a list of my go-tos and that came from a frustration list of not being able to come up with it. Now with work, it might be, this was really frustrating. This employee couldn't handle this because I haven't trained them yet so the next time i'm doing it i might record a loom video which is a free service where you can record your face and your screen i'm actually using it to record this podcast today and then you can send a link and you can have access to these kind of things for your employees to watch you doing something so if it's something that you have to input into a system that you're using It's so much better for them to actually see you doing it and that's the the, another piece i would say is having a lot of video trainings whoever does certain things make sure that they've created trainings i like video because i like to i I watch better but you can have it as a written document i think a video is just better to um eliminate certain things like certain confusions and so even in your if your google drive is organized you could have how-to videos and you could even then divide them by different subject Okay, guys, this has been fun. I have so many left, but we're at 25 minutes, and I have been promising to try to keep these episodes a little bit shorter. I hope you enjoyed these. If you'd like to submit a question, look out for my question box on Instagram. Send me a DM. Submit to hello at watchyourbusinesssprout.com or when you sign up at try sprout free, fill out that form and let me know what is your biggest challenge. I'd love to just hang out and help you solve it. Even though we might be many miles away, I want it to feel like we're just sitting next to each other or across from each other. Have a great week. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye.